Welcome to the Glow Up Effect podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Diana. Here at the Glow Up Effect, we're diving deep into mindset shifts, inspiration, and daily actions to help you thrive in your everyday. Let's get down to business and let's claim your glow up, girl. All right. Everyone, welcome to another episode of the Glow Up Effect podcast. Today, I'm hanging out with Toria. Say hello. Hey, everybody. So me and Tori are connected because I was like, you know what? The listeners need to get a dose of how to glow up your curls, how to nurture them, (laughs) and really be able to also allow Toria to share her glow up story and her career and how she's become, you know, a badass at what she does. So without further ado, I'll give you the floor. Welcome and tell us who you are and what do you do? Hey, um, so my name is Toria. I am a licensed curly hair specialist in Boston, Mass. Um, I am also the owner of the Curl Bar. I am a mommy of a three-year-old. And yeah, that's pretty much who I am and what I do. I just teach, I teach um, women and men how to take care of their hair and all about their hair and things like that. Awesome. So I remember when we connected, you were like, I like accidentally got into hair. Like that wasn't (laughs) even what I was like looking to do. It just turned out that I was like really good at it. So I wanted you to share your story. Like how did it even come to be that? Like you ended up now presently, like you own your own curl bar. Like, Yeah, literally it was so, it was so crazy because I've always kind of liked to do hair. Like when I was younger, I would like beg my mom and my dad to buy me that doll head from Sally's. Like, please get me this doll head so I can do this hair. But I never, ever thought that I would actually do hair like as a living, like my profession. Um, it pretty much started because once I was in middle school, high school, I always had a relaxer from like third grade and on. I've always had a relaxer because um, I had no idea what to do with my head and on top my hair and on top of that I was super tender headed so I got a relaxer and then about in middle school my best friend she was like going natural and I was like girl what are you doing to your hair and she was like I'm wearing it curly you should do it too and I was like eh, I don't know <laughs> like uh I don't know so, yeah it's an awkward time literally so I was like all right you know what maybe I'll try it because you know as I got older I started seeing like my natural curl pattern grow in and things like that so I was like okay I'm a little bit older now I can take care of my own hair let me let me grow out so um I started to grow it out and then of course you know I got into YouTube and I learned about Diva Curl and Diva Curl products I had no idea that there was a whole curly hair world out there so I relied on that a bunch to kind of um help me with my transition uh, journey um then when I was doing that I made like a little Instagram page not the one that I have now probably one that if anybody saw I'd be so embarrassed to uh show it but I kind of started documenting my my journey so doing like twist outs flexi rod sets and things like that because when I was in like high school middle school people were asking me like what are you doing to your hair and I would tell them you know I didn't really know what I was doing I was learning from YouTube but people start asking me questions. So I started answering when I started experimenting with my hair, people were like, Oh, well, can you do my hair like that? Family members were like, you know, you're actually really good at hair. Do you want to do mine? And I was like, okay. Um, but it actually took someone pointing out to me, uh, like, you're actually really good at this. Have you ever thought about doing it like for, for a living, like as a career? And I was like, yeah, no, I haven't really thought about it. But she was telling me she was like, you know, every time you know, you talk about hair, you light up, you always want to do it, you seem super passionate about it, you really should do it. Um, and at the time, like I was pregnant with my son. And I was like, you know what, like, 
I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was in college, but I was kind of just getting the general education. I wasn't super sure. I was like, I want to be a teacher. Then I was like, I want to be, you know, a, a counselor. I was, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I was like, you know what, you know what, I'll do it. Like I'm about to have my son. It's time to like pick with what I want to do and like really go hard with it. Um, and at the time I was in St. Louis. So once I got to, um, once I was like eight months pregnant with my son, I moved all the way to Boston when I was, how old was I? I was 20. Um, so I moved all the way to Boston. I know. I moved all the way to Boston when I was eight months pregnant. Um, my son's dad lives here. So I moved. And um, once I had my son, I started cosmetology school. I was like, I, I knew I was going to do it. I literally started cosmetology school like two weeks after my son was born. Like You hit the ground running. <laughs> <laughs> literally. When I was in, uh, I remember being in orientation and everybody was going around like, introduce yourself, say who you are, blah, 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 blah. I was like, hi. I was like, my name's Toria. I have a two-week-old. They were like, a two-week-old? I was like, yeah. And they were like, what are you doing? I was like, I know. Um, I literally was like still like in school, still wearing like the underwear things when you have a baby, <laughs> literally. Um, but in my mind, like I wanted to, you know, finish as soon as possible. The school, like if you go full time, it's eight months. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, I was like, you know, I would rather start while he was young. I, I'm super present. So I'm like, I don't want to miss things. I always had in my mind, like, you know what, let me just do this while he's young just go to school, get it out the way. So that way I'm able to be more flexible with my schedule um, when he's older. So I don't miss anything. Like he's going to get older. He's going to have school plays. He's going to have basketball games. He's going to have all these things. And I knew that I had to, you know, kind of be my own boss in order to, to do that. So I went to school. Um, when I was in school, I always knew I wanted to do curly hair, but they literally, I'm not going to say they don't teach you anything about curly hair because they do. But they don't teach you to how to take care of it. They don't teach you how to cut it. They don't, they don't do anything like that. Underrated. Yeah, literally. When I uh, found the hair school that I wanted to go to, I remember asking them, like, do you guys do curly hair? And they were like, yeah, of course. And they pulled out this curly hair mannequin. And I was super excited. I was like, oh, my God, yes, I'm going to learn all about curly hair. And then my first day of cosmetology school, I opened my kit, like, with all the hair stuff. And I was like, uh, where's the curly hair mannequin? And the teacher literally was like, oh, students complained it was too hard to do. So they took it out the kit. And I was like, oh, wow. You're like, first so, of all, the false advertising. <laughs> literally, I was like, I specifically asked if I was going to be learning about curly hair. Oh so I, I learned the basics in hair school, but I was lucky and I was able to um, start working for um, a man who's like one of the top curl specialists in Boston. So while I was in school, I was also assisting him and learning from him. So while I was getting like the straight hair and hair basics, I was also getting curly hair and uh, learning about that. So yeah, that's, that's how I got into it. Oh my God. Um, what a whirlwind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you mentioned like, you know, you had to straight up break up with your relaxer and with that comes like heat damage. I don't know if you were like doing color, but can you tell us a little bit about what do you find are some of the major culprits that ruined the integrity of our curls. Yeah, so I, I was getting a relaxer from like third grade on to probably about my freshman year of high school, maybe eighth grade year, I can't remember exactly. I think it was eighth grade. Mm. Um, yeah, so relaxing the hair, that's the thing. Like the only things that can really damage the hair to the point where like you ruin the integrity of it is 
chemically altering it. So relaxing, um, keratins, uh, they have Japanese straightening treatments, um, straightening all the time. Like if you're continuously straightening, that can definitely um, ruin the integrity of the hair. And also I would say coloring, but it depends on who does it. Like you definitely can have color with curls. You just have to be very careful. Like if someone was like, I want to be platinum blonde today. No, it takes some time. Um, but things like that can definitely um, ruin your curl pattern, but anything is okay in moderation. So I, occasionally I flat iron my hair too. It's just how you do it and how often. But yeah, me and my uh, relaxer, those are the days. Literally would just be going to school smelling like a burnt flat iron. Like <laughs> literally flat. I would um, wash my hair every Sunday, blow dry it, flat iron it every Sunday night and then every morning touch it up with the flat iron every single morning and literally repeat for the rest of my life that's that was uh, my routine so there was no saving my curls from that um so I would when I was transitioning I literally had no idea what to do it was super new to me like part of my hair was super curly and the other was straight I didn't know what to do with it so I uh like I said, I relied heavily on YouTube. I did a lot of flexi rod sets and a lot of twist outs because I did not want to cut off all my hair at mm -hmm. all. So I just kind of did twist outs and flexi rod sets and kind of blended it together. And I just did that until I got to a point where it grew out enough to where I could wear it in a wash and go. Um, but that's pretty much what I did. And then I would just trim little pieces. I would just take my hair and just trim little pieces. I don't recommend you guys do that, but <laughs> I was just kind of taking little pieces and chopping them at my own leisure but yeah that's pretty much how i i transitioned to my natural hair because i definitely couldn't wear it down because it was too straight yeah i think the transition period is where you can kind of have like more freedom and like figuring out what works for you because when i transitioned i tried the flexi rods and it was such a <laughs> huge fail i was like okay well we're wearing a bun to work today <laughs> right it's definitely a technique but They're i hard that it's you know you were kind of playing around with it and then you know we're really seeking the knowledge to like hop on youtube and see what other girls were doing so i really love that yeah. but transition to like when you were finally starting to really like touch other people's hair right like how was that um for you to really start working with clients and embracing that you're like okay like i i got this yeah um it was i'm not gonna lie i was at first i was very very excited because i was just assisting so when I was technically, when you're in hair school, you can't touch hair technically. Um, but when I was working like at Shan Hair, the Shan okay. Hair is the name of the other curly salon. When I was working there, I would literally be stuck on him like glue, like literally watching everything he was doing. And I know like I'd be touching hair. Like I just always just want to feel because you have to feel it's not just about how it looks, you have to feel it. So I would be super excited just to learn. Um, but then, you know, I would have my little models come in and things like that. But when it came around to like people actually starting like to DM me, like, I want you to do my hair. My chest was like, I was getting so <laughs> nervous because at first, you know, I had just got my license. So I wasn't taking my own clients yet, but I would, you know, Shan would do the cuts and then I would do the set. And I wouldn't be super nervous because I knew what I was doing, but it's different when it's like, your own client coming for you so i would always like post my work on my instagram and stuff and then people start dming me like i want you to do my hair i'm getting, i was like oh my god i'm a little nervous because you know i didn't know everything at first i yeah. i knew the basics i hadn't really you know had experience with every single texture so i was definitely very nervous i remember that i would always be like um can you help me like can you do this if i 
I would like, if I book this person, can you just watch me to make sure I'm doing it right? And he would be like, yes, yes, yes. Um, but yeah, once I started doing it, I definitely got more comfortable. It got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm ready to do this full time. At the time, I was just kind of assisting and then here and there, like before hours or after hours, I would have some people come in. So I was like, all right, you know what? I, I think I can do it. I'm ready. But at the time, you know, where I was at, I think they needed me more for a assistant position and I was kind of being talked out of it like you know maybe you should practice a little bit more or maybe you should only still take clients here and there not full-time yet um but in the back of my mind I was like no I don't think I'm growing like this like you only can grow so much from doing so little each day so I just had in my mind like oh I want to do more it's time for me to go ahead and take that leap um even though it was super scary I was like you know I I want to be a full-time stylist. I think that I'm ready, but people thought otherwise. So go ahead and leave that place and go to another location, the Love Hair Studio in Method. And then I was like, all right, you know what? I'm ready to, you know, take my career to the next level. I'm ready to learn. I'm really ready to be creative. I'm super creative. And then I was just literally looking on Instagram one day and the loft popped up and I was like, oh my God, I have to be there. So um, I interviewed with her and I got the, the job and um, totally different atmosphere, totally different uh, type of clientele from one location to the other. She, um, the owner, Sharita, um, when I talked to her and I told her like the classes that I had taken, I told her, I showed her my work. She was like, oh yeah, you're ready. And I was like, what? I'm ready? And she was like, yeah. She was like, you can kind of, you know, assist for a week. But after that, I'll put you on the floor. No problem. And I literally like, I was just so scared. I was like, are you sure? She was like, yeah, you're more than ready. Like, you do great work, like we're opening your books up now. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so yeah. that honestly was the push I needed though, because had I stayed kind of stagnant, I literally would have just been content with just kind of assisting and doing other people's clients and just taking clients here and there. So she really gave me the confidence to say, all right, you know, I am really good at what I'm doing. So um, I started taking clients there and I was terrified literally every day for like um, three weeks straight. Um, but it went really well. Like I was like, I don't need to be nervous. Like it's fine. Like, so yeah, I started, um, taking clients there full time. And then as soon as I started taking clients, probably about a month or two in, then COVID happened, which is crazy. So we were actually, yeah, we were actually shut down for four months. So about a month, a month, maybe two, I was taking clients there and I was super busy. Like I was super booked. Uh, I was posting on Instagram. People were like, yes, yes, commenting. And I was super excited. Like, I love when people engage on Instagram because it makes me feel like, okay, I'm, this is good. Yeah, this is good. And the loft is always booked. Like, y'all. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. I've never gotten to go there because, like, your clients over there at the loft, like, y'all don't play. <laughs> yeah, that's another reason why it was, like, a super good opportunity for me, like, because she had a lot of clientele there was actually when i started there was a wait list so she yeah. was like i have she was like i have clients for you like people are wanting to come in and i was like okay so and it, like i said it was really good too because the the clientele was totally different mm -hmm. um at the loft it's more tighter textures um it attracts more tighter textures and at shan it was more like wavy curlier textures but not a ton of tight textures so i and at the time tight textures was not like what i was really good at because I didn't have a lot of experience with it. So the fact that I was able to, you know, work with tight textures every day, it definitely um, boosted my confidence up. So yeah, once I started working at the loft, it literally just took off from there. So I was there for about a year. So after COVID, we were closed for four months. 
we came back in June and I was thinking that nobody's going to come. Like they're nervous because of COVID. Yeah. I was super nervous. Like I was super nervous in general to come back. Cause I hadn't really, I hadn't been around anybody with the pandemic. They opened us up in phase one. So I was like, all right, are people going to come? Like, I don't know. I feel like people will still be nervous when you're getting your hair done. You're super close to people. Yeah. But we, we announced that we was opening them books and everybody was like, typing like I'm getting my appointment literally so we came back um it was literally it's so crazy because I did three times more the amount in since the like after the pandemic than pre-pandemic like that's how everything shifted it was crazy definitely a whole blessing though because a lot of businesses were getting shut down and things like that actually my last day at the loft was Saturday um but yeah, it was it was Saturday, but I decided to go ahead and take another leap and open my own space. It's going to be called the Curl Bar. It's in Somerville. So I'm in the process of getting everything together for that now. Literally, it's a brand new building. So putting in floors, electrical, all of that stuff. Um, that's what I'm up to right now. Yes, I'm super excited. Nervous, but definitely excited. I've always wanted to be my own boss, you know, to brand myself and, you know, have a little bit more flexibility, obviously make a little bit more money, like all those things. Mm -hmm. I'm super excited. Yeah. And I love how you mentioned, you know, the kind of like trail from like the first experience, like kind of feeling like it was holding you back, like telling you like, oh yeah, maybe you're ready to transitioning to like yeah, you're ready as hell. And then now it's I like, was like, are you sure? <laughs> and now it's like, I, I run this show. Like, I love right. how your growth has been just skyrocketing, you know? And I feel like you said, like, everything's been just a complete blessing. And clearly your hands are blessed because people want to stay in your chair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm not a magician, but, you know, sometimes maybe I am a little bit of a magician. <laughs> you're a magician, okay. I wanted to ask you, in terms of, I love how you mentioned, you know, you stay on top of, like, always wanting to perfect your craft how has it been focusing on the importance of developing your skill set you know probably sometimes a lot of people when they come I know I when I first started seeing like a curl specialist like I was in shambles <laughs> I was like please help me like please yes um so how has it been for you like always trying to stay on top of like you know the latest trends it's been really good for me honestly people joke with me like some girls that I used to work with they joke with me and they'd be like do you just like go home and sleep and dream about hair and I was like yes yes <laughs> I do. Thank you. I'm like always immersed with hair. I don't know why I will never get sick of it. So for me, learning and constantly like staying up isn't like a job to me. I love learning new techniques because like you said, you never know who you're going to get in your chair. There's so many different textures. There's so many different densities. And then also not even knowing how to, you know, physically do their hair, but also being that emotional support. Because when you're, when you're a curl specialist and anybody that's been to um, a curly hair salon will know that it's definitely more than just getting your hair cut. You know, we have to listen and understand and kind of dissect someone's, someone's lifestyle and their story. I always, when I talk to my clients, I'm always like, let's talk. Like, what have you been doing? What's your goal? Short term, long term. And literally if you ask, and they say that, like, if you ask a curly girl about her hair, she'll tell you about her life. Literally, you have to be ready to take on all that emotional because yeah. you, you really do because like you said you were in shambles people will literally there's some people that will literally rent their whole life away and then you have to kind of like okay okay because there's sometimes you're like all right people will say they want to do something and then they really don't like they'd be like I just want to cut it all off but I love my hair long so you have to really pay attention to what people say and then just really understand like where they come from their background and why they do the things they do um 
So it's also that part of it too. So um, I love taking classes all the time. There's always new techniques and it's not, it's not a one size fits all thing. Um, There's, there's different techniques. A lot of people will say like, you know, do I want the diva cutter? I want the Rizzo cutter. I want this. But honestly, um, I think all the classes that I take and all the things that I learn are kind of like my toolbox. So when I need them, I take it out. Sometimes I might do a technique over here, a different technique over here, but it's super important to know what you're doing. You're never going to um, have the same person in your chair every time. It's always going to be different. I always want to make sure that I can hundred percent deliver and give someone what they want. Um, so yeah, I love taking classes. I'm always, you know, on Instagram, I'm, I follow a ton of, early, of other curly hair stylists. I'm looking at them. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's fun yeah, for me. That. I love it. Yeah. It, it just really shows your dedication, your love, your passion. And then, like you said, like, you got to have a toolbox. Like, you never know who is going to come sit in your chair. And I really love what you said about, like, their life story because everyone really encounters the curly girl journey in, in, a, different, in a different stage of their life. Um, and it's just yeah. so many elements. Like, yeah. sometimes it's like, oh, no, your hair is totally fine. It's just, like, your products. Or it's like, right. you know. You and you have to, you, yeah. You have to understand because there will be people that were like, I don't know in my mind, like something's bad for your hair, but it's because I'm trained to know that other people literally don't know. So you have to kind of break things down to make people understand. Like culturally, some people may have grown up like always using oils or told to always put their hair back. So you have to understand that you have to process it and you have to make sure the way you deliver it is okay. I would never just say, don't do that. Like everything that I do is why like and that's how I am as a learner too like when I'm taking classes I'm not just someone that's gonna look and be like okay I'm like wait why did you do that why did you do that so that's how I am with hair too I always know clients are probably like well why does she do it like that so clients don't even have to ask I'm literally explaining it like this is why I do this like I really break it down because it really is science it's not it's technically not common sense the things that you know you should and shouldn't do with your hair and a lot of it we weren't we weren't taught that growing up I feel like as the generation switch, it's going to be more um, information on it, especially with YouTube and social media. Like YouTube can definitely be like a little bit like, oh, sometimes I'm just like, no, don't go to this for YouTube. But it also can be really good too. Like I have a lot of clients, they're like my, I've always grown up blow drying my hair. My hair is, they say my mom or someone will say that my hair is bad if it's um, curly. But it's funny because like I'll have the daughter come and I'll do her hair and make it curly. She's like, my mom just doesn't understand. She hates my hair curly. And I'd be like, bring your mama in here next time, bring her in here. And then it's funny because the next time she'll make an appointment for the mom, then I'll get the mom right. And then she's like, the grandma, like, I'm like, bring the whole family in. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like it's definitely, I just think that it's just a lot of people don't know about it. But like I said, with social media, curl hair salons everywhere now, not everywhere, but definitely being more available. I think, um, a lot of people will learn more about it and we won't be getting like this misinformation and we'll actually know how to take care of our hair and feel comfortable wearing it out. Yeah, absolutely. I, for me, it resonated because I'm half Dominican and it's like the washing set with the blow dryer, like at all time yeah. high, like you better sit in the chair, girl. Um, so yeah. that's definitely a habit <laughs> that I had to learn to um, obtain in like a healthy dose so that I can nurse yep. girls back to health. I love that yep. you mentioned, you know, a lot about social media's influence. I feel like in the past couple of years, like it's been booming, you know, to become a curl influencer, which is great because now there's more representation with the influencer scene. I'm like, Oh my God, I love this product, that product. Like I've definitely fallen guilty to like, I need to buy everything. I'm going to buy everything. Right. 
literally can you talk a little bit about you know how not every product on the market is one size fits all and how it's important to get seated with a professional like yourself to really like dig deeper so it's funny because i'm here i am like i feel like everybody starts off from youtube because at one point you know that's all that we had mm -hmm. um social media can be great youtube can be great but at the same time like you said influence our influencers nine times out of ten they're not a professional so um that's where it gets a little bit frustrating from the com from the professional side to the influencer side because i literally see it every day clients yeah. come in they're just like well i did this because so and so did it on youtube whatever and like half of the things that these influencers are saying is literally it's the things that they're recommending and products is so detrimental to the hair it just I get frustrated so bad because I'm just yeah. like, I wish that there could be a, a truth or false thing on Instagram page, like on YouTube before someone can go and view it. So, fact checkers. <laughs> literally like fact checks, like this is wrong, this is right. But at the end of the day, you know, they get paid to review these products. And like you said, what works for someone might not work for someone else. So I think it's really important to like also, you know, pair with a professional so they can kind of really help you determine what is and what doesn't work. Like, let's talk about like hair growth. The influencer will be like, oh my God, I use, I use this oil and I massage my hair every night and I do this and that. But at the end of the day, there's no product that's, you know, it's going to grow your hair. Hair growth is just genetics. It's, mm -hmm. I think YouTube kind of overly complicates things. So that's why it's always important. Like you can get inspired from YouTube, but just always make sure you pair with a professional. Because like I said, a lot of these products that they're recommending are not um, great for the hair. They end up causing buildup. They end up like creating a barrier on the hair and not allowing water to penetrate in. And then it just gets really dry, um, things like that. And then it's also like, you can see someone on YouTube that looks like they have your same curl pattern and it literally be so different. Yeah. Um, just be cur honestly, curl patterns don't even matter. Like the, the curl patterns don't matter. It's more so the density of your hair, like how thick, how thin it is, the surface texture of your hair, Things like that matter, not necessarily curl type. So looking at someone on the screen, I could see why it's like, well, she does this, so I'm going to do it because we look, our hair looks the same. Not necessarily the case. So it's always important to pair with a professional to make sure you're getting the right facts because following someone on YouTube or, or Instagram, it could definitely lead you down a rabbit hole and, and make some changes to your hair that's hard to, to fix for sure. Yeah, it just felt like such a timely moment to ask that question because I was like, man, like I have fallen victim to this so many times. Yeah. And then I eventually <laughs> like I like came to my sense. I was like, I don't need all these products. Like For let sure. me stick to what works. Like I don't need to yeah. keep going on this like adventure of like, let's see where this takes me. And then right. like, you know, there I felt like also it became like terms like, oh, like my top hair cocktail. And it was to the point where, like I was DMing people like, what's your hair cocktail? <laughs> <laughs> what do you use on your hair? Yeah. Yeah, literally people people ask me all the time what do i use on my hair i'll answer it but at the end of the day even if you have i always tell people even if you have the best product ever it's all about technique and how you apply it like literally you can have the best product ever but if you don't apply it correctly it's not gonna look like the best product ever so i feel like every single company is coming out with a curl line but the people that are making these products are not licensed professionals they don't know what's best for our hair they're literally making these yeah. products because they think they know what our hair needs which is honestly the total opposite honestly there's only a couple products at target that i actually use that are actually clean like these products that are filled with oils and butters and like silicones and things like this and on these these companies they slip that word in there like there's silicones that aren't labeled as silicones but technically act like silicones do yeah. so it's super important like the things that even though it's a company and a brand even brands that you think are super popular 
it doesn't necessarily mean that they have your best interest in mind because they're not licensed. They're not professionals. They're just going off of what they think curly hair needs or natural hair needs, which isn't necessarily right. Sometimes a little goes a long way, which I feel like you definitely attest to. Um, but yeah. this is the fun part of the episode. So we had some listeners submit questions. We're going to do a quick like little Q&A. So I really like this one. It is, is the big chop necessary to heal my curls? Um, not necessarily. I like, even if you had, like, even if you sat in my chair and like your hair was literally just, there was no reviving it. I would never make someone cut off all their hair. Cause that, that's definitely like, you know, for most people, our hair is our security blanket. So I will always tell my client, like, it's what you're most comfortable with. Are you comfortable with cutting this off? Because you don't have to, there's other options. So if it's to the point of no return, like if it's just severely damaged to the point where there's no curl, the only way to get it healthy is to let it grow out and cut it out. I'll always give someone options. You can definitely do the big chop. Um, or, you know, there's other options. Like I was talking about earlier, there's flexi rod sets, there's twist outs, there's braid outs, there's things like that, that you can use to kind of transition your hair out and let it grow until you're comfortable with whatever length you're at. Cause I definitely didn't big chop my hair. I was not ready. You have to be ready for that. Like, so I always tell clients and people just do what's best for you. Like you can always move at your own pace. So no, you don't have to big chop. Uh, so the next one is what is the difference between volume and definition? If, have you seen the notebook? Yeah, girl. <laughs> hey, okay. I'm like, okay. Cause some people have not seen that, but I posted a meme the other day when it was like Noah and Allie and he was like, what do you want? And she was like, I don't know what I want. And it was like, the, it was like the uh, hairstylist, do you want volume and definition? And the client was like, I don't know what I want. Because literally, they're like, volume, definition. Like, I don't know. Do I want volume? Do I want definition? So basically, volume, you can definitely still have definition when you have volume. Volume just means your hair is bigger. It's more fuller. Um, you might have a little bit more functional frizz. Definition is, is just more defined. So for someone with like me, for me, I like to get my hair more defined. It just means pretty perfect. So sometimes my hair lays a little bit flat so that way it can last longer. But yeah, that's pretty much the main difference. Oh, that is where a really you can actually question. see Shout out to whoever submitted that question. Yeah. <laughs> um, this one is how do I keep tangles at bay between washes? Um, so tangles is definitely going to come from how you're washing and uh, conditioning and detangling your hair. So however you do your wash day is what's going to set you up for how long your hair lasts. So when you're in the shower, like you want to make sure that you're always detangling your hair thoroughly, um, really working through the conditioner. I know a lot of people, they just let the conditioner sit or they don't really thoroughly detangle with it. Um, it's not necessarily about how long the conditioner sits on your hair. It's just about how much you work it in. So actually taking your time to like distribute it, making sure your hair is really wet, working through all the tangles. Um, rinsing that out and then st styling on soaking wet hair on everybody. I always recommend styling on soaking wet hair. Your technique and how you apply your product is going to help you um, to minimize tangles. And then also, so once you even do your wash and go, how you sleep, honestly, is going to be the thing that sets you up for how long your hair lasts and how it tangles. Um, if you're just like going to sleep on your hair, like, like down and you're not wrapping it or sleeping on a cotton pillowcase, of course, you're going to get a little bit more tangles. Also, whatever you're doing throughout the day, um, if you're someone who like works out a ton, you may get a little bit more tangles like that. But the best thing that you can do is, like I said, take your time for wash day and really make sure that you're working through the conditioner and getting all the tangles out. When you're sleeping, um, wrap your hair up, whether that be um, sleeping on a silk pillowcase or a silk bonnet or doing a pineapple. Um, I personally like to put my hair in flexi rods. I kind of take 
the top part of my hair and I kind of tie it with the flexi rod in the front. And then I take the back part of my hair and I tie it with the mm-hmm. flexi rod in the back because for me, pineapples don't work. But how you preserve your hair at night is definitely going to, to help with uh, minimizing tangles for sure. Yeah, I, for me, I definitely don't feel like I have too many tangles, but I feel like at the, it's like at the very nape of my neck, that's where all the tangles. Yeah. Are. Yep. Oh, this is so painful, but that's yeah. great advice. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, best practices to use the diffuser so you don't get frizz. Ooh, yeah, that diffuser. Um, it's so, it's kind of hard to say. It really depends on the, the texture. Um, so, and it depends on what you're looking for. So if someone was looking for more volume, at the end of the day, you creating a perfect set, meaning like your wash and go. So if you go into um, diffusing when your hair is already frizzy, it's going to be even more frizzy when you hit the diffuser on it. So I always tell people like, get your hair as perfect as possible. You don't want to see frizz when it's wet. If you see frizz when it's wet, it's going to be frizzy when it's dry. So always really make sure you're smoothing and distributing your product on really wet hair. Once you don't really see frizz, you can go in and start diffusing. Um, for someone who wants like a little bit more elongation and is not worried about volume and wants to minimize frizz, I always suggest kind of taking the diffuser and going in a um, downward motion. So kind of just, you don't even have to touch your hair. Honestly, just kind of take it like this and glide it. Mm. Um, gliding will help to minimize frizz. The less you touch your hair, the better, because when your hair is wet, it's more prone to frizz. Um, so that's a good way you can always kind of glide it down and not even touch your hair. Or you can actually, you can touch your hair. You can kind of hold it on there for 10 seconds, bring it down, hold it for 10 seconds, bring it down, hold it for 10 seconds. Um, another way you can diffuse is, you know, kind of cupping up. But again, if your hair is frizzy when it's wet, it's going to be even more frizzy when it's dry. So my number one tip would just be to make sure everything is perfect before you go in and start diffusing. That will definitely help um, minimize frizz. And also when you're diffusing, a lot of people are like super quick to like flip their head upside down and just go crazy and start diffusing. Because <laughs> literally, they'd be like, well, that's what I saw on YouTube, which is fine. But yeah. when you're diffusing, you have to be very, <clears throat> excuse me, you have to be very careful. Like, I always say if you're going to do the scrunch method, I always go left to right first before I flip upside down. So if you're going to the left, you're going to take the diffuser up. You're going to hold it for 10 seconds, then bring it back down, then come to the next part, hold it for 10 seconds, bring it back down. The more you constantly like go up super fast, you're moving your hair and it's wet, it's definitely going to get more frizzy. So just take your time um, with diffusing and that will definitely help minimize frizz. Yeah, I'm definitely uh, like, let me just flop everything. (laughs) It's the idea that like, okay, diffusing is going to make my hair dry faster, but then it takes a a good chunk of time. So I feel like throughout COVID and throughout the summer, I definitely just opted for air drying. I'm like, let me just let it sit and let it do its thing because the frizz with the diffuser is going crazy. So those tips are really, really awesome. And the last one is how to achieve elongated curls with a tighter texture. That's a good question. Um, so for tighter textures to achieve more elongation, the more hydrated your hair is, the more elongated it's going to fall for tighter textures. It's actually sometimes the opposite for uh, like wavy curly. Wavy curly, um, the more hydrated it is, usually the more it springs up. Um, for tighter textures, the more hydrated it is, the more it hangs, um, hangs more elongated. So I definitely would say um, the technique, your styling technique is definitely going to be what and how you dry your hair. So when you're styling your hair, always on really wet hair, 
Um, for tighter textures, I always like to go in a raking, smoothing motion. So I'm not doing any scrunching. Um, you want to rake, everything's going to be in a downward motion. Everything from shampooing to conditioning to detangling. Everything's going to be in a downward motion. How you apply your products, you're going to rake them through. You're going to smooth them through. Um, that helps to give a little bit more elongation. And also, super how you dry is super important. Um, I would honestly say to get the most amount of elongation would be to sit under a hooded dryer. I know a lot of people are like, a hooded dryer? Like, it's too huge. Literally, if you go on Amazon, they have tabletop dryers. You can sit under them. That's what I do. Um, so when you sit under a tabletop dryer, one, the, the airflow is going downward. So it's encouraging your hair to dry more elongated. Mm -hmm. And two, when you're sitting on, yeah, when you're sitting under a dryer, your hair is kind of like in this protected bubble. So if you were to air dry, if it's too cold, your hair may get frizzy. If you go outside and you have a hood on or a jacket, it may get shrunken up in the back. Like things will dry at different lengths and they'll dry frizzy. If you're under a dryer, it kind of lets everything dry at even temp the same. So it helps with um, elongation too and also minimizes frizz as well. So that's what I would say. Those are great tips. Thank you to all the listeners who submitted questions. And I'm actually going to throw this one in. Do you have um, fave hair products or like sleeping bond? Like what are your some of your faves? I do. Um, I love... So I'll say some brands because I love the Innocence brand. I use their shampoo and conditioner mostly. Um, their hydrating hair bath and hydrating cream conditioner is what I normally use. Um, Uncle Funky's is a really good brand. I use their Curly Magic. Um, the Dew is also a really good line. That's one of the um, products at Target that I was talking about. And she's actually a cosmetologist, so she knows what she's talking about. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, the do. Um, I use their home. They just actually came out with a gel. I've used that. But those are my favorite lines. In a sense, Uncle Funky's the do. Awesome. And then for sleeping, um, any type of silk. I love, honestly, my bonnet is from the beauty supply store. It's like one of them big old jumbo bonnets. That's my my staple thing. And then flexi rods. Like I sleep with flexi rods. I don't really sleep in a bonnet or a, a silk pillowcase. When I'm just like kind of walking around the house, I sleep in a bonnet. I uh, I love the bonnet that's like has the elastic tight on the yes. forehead. Those are my favorite. I don't like the scrunchy ones. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's like super huge, like the jumbo bonnet. And then I, I use the flexi rods to sleep. Um, I use the purple ones. You can literally get those at Sally's. Those are my, my favorite. And my favorite detangling tool, I just have to say this because this detangling tool is the truth. Um, it's called the Felicia Leatherwood brush. It's my favorite. Um, well, I'm gonna be in your chair in Somerville. That's really sign me up for the wait list for when y'all open up. <laughs> but thank you so much for those tips. Thank you to everyone who submitted questions. I hope this is really helpful for you. And to wrap up, I wanted to ask you, Toria, how would you define a glow up and what is your glow tip for the listeners today? Um, how I would define a glow up is just kind of doing you like being yourself um being the best version of yourself making sure that you're constantly improving in anything you do um something i like to do is i like to write out goals and figure out what i want to do and then every day i'm like is this is this helping me work towards this goal is it yes. not um that's what i would say just being the best version of yourself is definitely what i feel like is a glow up everyone glows up in their own different ways whether that be Absolutely. personal spiritual health like any of that um, and then my glow up tip would be, um, I think it's still the same, like be the best version of you. If you're not the best version of you, like if you're not right within, you can't help other people. So always make sure you're good first, take care of yourself. And then everything after that will kind of fall into place. 
I love it. I'm here like cheesing because I was hoping you'd be like, get your trims. Trim your hair. <laughs> and trim your ends, period. <laughs> and get a haircut, sis. But yeah, Sorry, I'm talking you don't sure. here like, please stay self care. Yeah, self-care is a glow up. So making sure, you know, you trim your ends, you know, take care of yourself, get facials, get massages, whatever. Drink for me, I like every morning 12 ounces of mason jar full of water. I make sure I get that, at least that 12 ounces in right off the drop. It's hard. Sometimes, really, I run late and I forget. But, like, me drinking that water before I start my day definitely helps, for sure. No, tangent about water. Like, sometimes it's, like, 11, 30, 12 p.m. And I'm, like, I haven't drunk water today. It's the middle mm-hmm. of the damn day and I haven't had water. Yep. Um, yeah. Second, second realization I've had in my life is I thought I, like, should cut my hair, like, once a year. And then I end my curly journey. I realized, like, I need to nurture it more. So really becoming, sure. incorporating that into my self-care routine has been so major. Like, trying to, yeah. like, not even surpass, like, five months without a haircut. And then COVID yeah. really threw a loop. I know that. Oh, yeah. COVID definitely was different. But, yeah, a lot of people think that, like, the less they cut their hair, the better to let it grow. But honestly, if you don't get your hair cut regularly, you're going to have to end up cutting more when you do end up going to get it cut because it's going to just keep splitting up the hair shaft. So you want to make sure you get regular trims for sure. That's how you're going to um, retain length. Yeah, I got to treat it like a manicure. Manicure for your hair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and to wrap up, lastly, I wanted to ask you, where can the listeners find you online and what are you up to the rest of this year? Um, so you can find me on IG. What will we do without it? So my Instagram, I have two now. Um, Hair by Toria Lachelle is one. And then my other one is the Curl Bar Boston. I am literally just going to be um, working on building my brand this whole this whole year. Um, it was definitely one of my goals. So I'm super excited. I got to check it off. I'm hoping for the curl bar to be open in um, in April. I'm hoping, but that's what I'm gonna be up to. I'm just gonna be, you know, exp- uh, trying to expand. Maybe find someone to come work with me, um, building the brand, and yeah, things like that. Just really working on that. That's my goal for this year. To really just grow the business, um, and that's gonna be in Somerville, 76 Cross Street. So yeah, that's what I'm gonna be up to this year on the on the business side. So excited. I'm so excited for you. Like when you told me that you were going solo, you're taking a leap. I'm like, this is so exciting. I'm so excited. Yes, I'm so excited too. Thank you. Building a brand is exciting because you get to throw all your flair into it. And I think that's the most exciting part. You're like, okay, let's play around with this. Like, how do I want people to see me? So guys, go check out Toria. Go check out the Curl Bar. Um, And like I said, um, I'm already on the wait list. So everybody get behind me. (laughs) Um, But yeah, thank you, Toria, for all the tips, all the amazing knowledge. You're a badass at what you do. And we'll catch you guys next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Glove Effect podcast. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. If you love this episode, please share with your friends and family and tell them to check out the Glow Up Effect. Lastly, if you don't already, please check me out on Instagram at the Glow Up Effect.